Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We are recording on a Tuesday evening. The lottery is just about to start. Let's talk about the Zion Watch. Yes, essentially who gets number one pick for Zion. I guess two, who would ultimately go at two and three? You know, it's probably, yeah. probably, uh, probably going to be Ja at number two, but we'll see. The consolation prize of Ja Morant, but... Hey, the Suns think Zion watch. Suns would take him over Zion, I guess. We'll see. Well, they only have that. They only have to make that dumb decision if they get the number one pick. Yep. They only have the opportunity to make that dumb choice. But before we jump into lottery stuff, which we have to turn our phones to airplane mode. Yeah, we're so we don't. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're doing like a a a two a one minute delay on this because ultras streaming. Not cut that is cord, streaming baby. it, and I have a live cable, and I, we want to try to have a live reaction when this lottery hits. So really, we're on a slight tape delay, pretty much. But for you, you have no idea. No, I'm just no. just know. I'm good. Just know where you're. Just know where you're at when you watch Zion Williamson, or when the, you see. Remember the Bulls winning the the draft lottery. <laughs> Yeah, they're not with it. You are you are a very gracious friend to delay seeing the lottery a minute for me, man. So, th- Ooh, I, I really appreciate it. Gerson's there, looking good. Should we start with that one? Nice little segue. <laughs> I was trying to give you one. <laughs> Where are we segueing? Sorry, Gerson Rosas, oh, your new yeah, team yeah. president. So sorry, we you are like. 30 seconds ahead of me, so I, I wasn't... Oh, gosh. Adjusting. That's okay. Adjust- we're recalibrating. We're recalibrating live. We'll do it live. Yeah, let's talk about the Timberwolves. So, Timberwolves uh, kind of up in the air as to whether or not they're going to keep uh, Ryan Saunders as the head coach. He's still being considered. And I thought he did a pretty good job last year, but it was announced today they're also bringing in Juwan Howard... And um, I'm forgetting the assistant coach for the Trailblazers in for um, interviews Ooh, this Nick week. Nick Gilbert, not aging well. No. No, he is not. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, and uh, it would be really cool to see. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Juwan Howard. He's had a lot of success in the G League. Uh, it would be cool to see him to get his shot with the Timberwolves, but... Um, I mean, I, I as good as of a job as Ryan did last year. I think it would be it would be good, especially with a new GM now. Um, really starting off on a new foot. But what do you think? I mean, I I mean, I, the the one thing I have hesitation of is this idea, of, like knowing how uh, highly regarded, but. Um, yeah, so it's Portland's David uh, Vanderpool, Juan Howard, Ryan Sanders, um, all being considered. I just, I mean, that's like one thing I think does like hold some strength for, and you know, obviously him being flip son, I think helps as well. Um, but overall, I mean, I think that the like you do have to line up. Your president has to have the coach in place that he wants, um, and, and because of that. Like, I don't think it hurts that he goes through this process and if ultimately Ryan gets the job, then, like, 
I think he should be able to move forward confidently and feel as though he's um, empowered by the new GM and and can grow and, and hopefully yeah you know bring this team forward and, and you know you already know with him though the players believe in him so I think that does help help his case. So the lottery has started here. Looks like Boston has yeah. the 14th pick, Heat with the 13th pick, uh, now the Hornets with the 12th pick. Uh, so nothing major so far. Timberwolves drop down to 11th pick, so that sucks. No Zion coming to Minneapolis. <laughs> no Zion for Ultra. Uh, but, you know, it's tough. That means the Lakers got a top four pick. Uh, it does, yep. Oh, the Hawks! Or is that their other... They get two. They got two shots yeah. in here. Sorry, I got excited. Is that Dallas's pick then? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So da- or Atlanta at 10. I was thinking how awesome uh, it would be if you could trade draft odds. Like, I'm I'm going to draft... Uh-oh. I'm going to trade I mean, you this pick before the uh-oh. order gets selected. Washington with nine. What is this top four picks order? Oh to damn! Be? Atlanta dropped to eight, eight and ten. That sucks. <laughs> Does that mean the Bulls are out already? What's his top? I have no idea, dude. I mean, the Bulls have a fuck. They got the seventh pick again. Shit, dude. Cancel the podcast. Yeah, that's what it. Dude, what if the Pelicans end up winning this goddamn draft? What if the Lakers end up winning? (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude. The Suns are six? Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Are the Knicks going to be five? Philly gets the pick if the Sacramento Kings are the number one. So if the Kings are here. All right. So the Kings. Kings are next. Oh, man. Philly. Or Cavs, okay, so the yeah. Knicks are in the top four. So the top four, Knicks, Lakers, Grizz, and Pelicans. All right. So Bulls get pretty, three pretty straight sh- years of three straight years of picking number seven. Awesome. Pretty sh- so happy. <laughs> Sorry, dude. That did not pan out for us. So it looks like they're going to go to a commercial break, and then they're going to reveal the final four here, but... That went real south real quick, folks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sucks, dude. So right, who, who are you going to get at seven? They got to trade that shit. I don't know if they're going to get Man, it. Man, the Laker, if the Lakers Coming get up a next, top. okay. The Lakers get the f- pick here. If they get number, If they get number one? If the Lakers, that's get going the to be. One I was thinking pick. about this today. That would be one of the biggest conspiracies ever. I mean, there's no that is not believable with everything that's happened to them this off season, and all the number one picks. That oh man, if the Lakers get number one, that's going to that's gonna Twitter's gonna explode. I mean, the fact that they're even in the top four is pretty. Like they got themselves a really good pick. They were projected at 11. Oh, I mean, the, the, the conspiracy theories are already about to start here. We were going to try to do more uh, 
coaching updates here. I guess we could. Or yeah, we so we're at a little of... bit of a break here. We're going to transition back and talk more lottery stuff as soon as we find the fi- figure out the final four picks here. But uh, the other, and speaking of the Lakers and more uh, maybe where I should have started, but uh, Frank Vogel is the next Lakers, Lakers head coach. Um, Jason Kidd also going to be on staff. Could be the next science coach. Co- next coach of Zion Williamson. So I, I've always liked Frank Vogel. Was always really impressed with him and coaching against the Miami Heat teams in the Eastern Conference uh, as a coach of the Pacers. And always thought he was really good. And then you know he went to Orlando and things didn't pan out there. But I, I'm excited to see what he does. Although I think him and Jason Kidd together is just a recipe for disaster for usurping it's just gonna be jason kidd is i just feel like jason trying kidd, already to get his jason, steal yeah the job. how i mean that narrative how many games before that narrative is coming up that lebron really wants jay kidd as the head coach like uh 20 games i'm under i would bet the under if i could but so i mean they can't hire they i mean they just can't they just you just can't do it, though, possible. with their dysfunction. At this point, yeah, I mean, anything is possible with them. Sure. Um, I would make the, make the argument, though, I don't know if you really upgraded at all via coach with all of this chaos and everything. Like, is Frank Vogel that much better of a coach than Luke Walden? I, I don't think they should let Luke Walden go. No. But, I mean, I, you did that with the idea you were going to get someone more in sync with LeBron. I just don't know if... I don't think Frank's that. I mean, but I was saying, like, the kind of chaos with some of this, like, missing out on Ty Lue and everything. I mean, if I think Frank Vogel's a fine, like, place to land, but it's not going to move the needle or get anyone, I think, too excited. Um, and the fact that you have Jason Kidd there who's just waiting to try his, you know, get his, he's going to be trying to get into Genie Bus's office, like, the minute he. he he starts there. Once he once he fills out his HR paperwork, it's like, boom, where's Jeannie? When can I talk to her? And just start his claws at power. Um, he's been watching Game of Thrones intently, trying to pick up any side uh, tips he can for, for gaining more power. Yeah, he's essentially like a shitty little finger. He's little finger if little finger wasn't good at his job. Wasn't good, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk Thrones later, too. Um, but, the- but, yeah, I guess something larger is just, like, yeah, did you really upgrade much with from Luke Wallen to him? No, but um, I like Frank Vogel as a coach. I just, I don't know. Um, I think a lot of it, too, depends on what this team, you know, what this roster, and we might find out in a couple minutes here how much this roster is going to change. Uh because I think uh, a more veteran type team, you know, is is a little different look than uh, if you're looking at like the current roster. I don't know if that really fits a Frank Vogel team as much. If you're Zion, which of these four teams would you want to play for the most? Well, I think he's got a pretty good chance here of ending up at the Pelicans or the Knicks. Because if he, one way or the other, you think that that would be the best via, fit for him. No, I don't know. I mean, I I thought he. I mean, for him not to be go to the Knicks would, um, it would be kind of wild. I mean, not wild because of the odds, but um, I was like Bulls, Knicks, maybe the Hawks. That would be kind of fun, or I don't care, or I'm gonna be bummed. I'm just glad he's not gonna be a son. 
Oh, the Lakers got four. Well, that would have been wild to see them get number one, but fourth pick for them is still a lot higher than I thought they Oh, Knicks! <laughs> Dude, what did the Pelicans end up with number one pick here? Damn, that sucks. <laughs> oh, Knicks fans have got to be just The going. Pelicans want it. Conspiracy! David Griffin. David Just Griffin. got Zion Effin Williamson. Wow. So what? That's crazy. It's rigged. It's rigged. Sorry, Anthony Davis sat out all year. Sorry for all that. Here's the number one pick. Man, that is too bad for basketball, though. He's gonna go to New Orleans, and that team, the second that team is of... gonna be terrible. Although, I mean, good for Griff. If now the Pelicans can then turn AD. Well, maybe one, maybe AD changes his mind. Although uh, the fit of those two, I don't know how they're going to make that work. But I think that you can make it work. Uh, but let's, dude. If, I mean, he's trade like it, Julius Randle upgrade. Like he's like Julius Randle under contract control and more athletic. I, I still think passer. that the damage is done, and so they trade AD, and let's say he goes to the Celtics. If you have Jason Tatum. And Zion, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good building block. That team might be okay. That team might be kind of fun. And they're going to get a lot else in that too. Like Marcus Smart would be like your sixth man. I I don't know if they're going to be able to squeeze both Jason Tatum and uh and all like are they going to try to push for Gordon Hayward? Who knows? I I, I don't know. Jalen Brown, if they get Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, that would be wild. But wow, that's fun. But I feel bad for the Knicks. That's too bad. I don't feel bad for the Knicks. I think it's hilarious. I just man, Pelicans get another chance at all this. Another legitimate ass basketball player, and the Bulls get a seventh pick. So it feels like. <laughs> I mean, I feel <laughs> again. <laughs> Who who are the Grizzlies gonna take it to? Ja? You think so? Trade Mike Conley. Gives you a lot of room to trade Mike Conley now. And then you're just to the Lakers. And then you're building. You're building off of. John ja Jarrett Jackson. Exactly. That's not bad. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good start. I don't hate that one bit. No. Anyway, well, that's fun. Uh... We'll see so what happens. John, he's going to be an effing pelican. That's not cool. It's not that fun. Uh, no. Especially, but the city of New Orleans is going to be, got to be thrilled. They're like, we're going to lose AD. At least we get Zion. The five Pelicans fans. Although it would be wild just to see AD be like, yeah, like Zion, Anthony Davis, and Drew Holiday. It's not bad. They're, the problem is their wings are still just a nightmare. And there's really no clear-cut way to get out of that. But they've got options now. Dude. I mean, <laughs> that really, uh, man, it spices up stuff. I'm really glad yeah, the Bulls developed um, all their guys in the end of the season so that we could get another gritty dude to let Tibbs like coach. So to recap... Going into this, New York, Cleveland, and Phoenix were tied. 
with the best odds, followed by Chicago, Atlanta, Washington, New Orleans. New Orleans, 6% chance at the number one pick. They had the seventh best odds, and they got the number one pick. Shout out to the new lottery odds. This is great. I love this. <laughs> it's all propaganda, Ultra. It's making people think that believe in this so they won't tank. So they, have, they weren't going to give it to one of the top four teams. Well, I am. They wanted to give it to someone with that was. It did kind of. But this was something with the, the math. Like, it would work out where the Bulls were going to, like, had almost a better chance to fall in one of those. Just for them, for example. I just That's all I focused on with the lottery. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. No, you're, you're good. I was pretty selfish on this one. I didn't think they were going to get it, but knowing that the Pelicans got it, oof. I would have been fine if it was the Knicks. That would have been cool. That would have been fine. It'd be good if the Knicks were good again. Or ever good. <laughs> It'd be an interesting concept if the Knicks were ever good in the NBA. Not yet. This feels very this feels very Cleveland getting those number one picks after LeBron left. A little, but I don't know if they would have if that if that was the case. I think that you would have seen the Lakers win it. No, because they have a superstar leaving. I'm still. If you're Anthony Davis, it's got to be way more likely that you're going to stay now. No, it doesn't. You can't. You cannot tell me that that odds haven't increased the slightest bit because of this. I think his odds of staying are about as high as the Pelicans' odds were to get this pick. 3%. And you think, or 6%. You think that six. that has not changed even with getting Zion. It was 6%. It's now 6%. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that makes no sense. Anyway. Okay, so John, uh, John Beeline... And a really weird move that I was not expecting is now the Cavs head coach. Jump ship. Yeah, he's been with yeah. he's been with Michigan for almost a decade and a half and left. Dude's pretty old. Jumping in the NBA. Good luck, dude. I don't really have – it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why the Cavs would do this, but more power to them. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, good for Beeline for getting five years out of Dan Gilbert. Um, I mean, college coaches are kind of a, a toss up. I mean, I think the only thing with him is he's, um, I've never looked at him as like a power hungry college coach. I've like, see, I think we talked about it during the tournament a little bit, but like, I just have always appreciated Beeline. I think he's a really solid, just. Like he's he's been a damn good coach. He's worked his um, you know way up really. When you look at his career arc, um, where he started to, to getting to Michigan, but um, it's uh, you know I, at this point though, like who else wants that Cavs job? I mean, I think you know if if they'll actually stick with him and let him develop some of these guys, I mean he could be good for them. I mean some of these veteran dudes. You would think they might move on from still. I mean, it's like they're clearly in a rebuilding mode, so why not try with the college coach that aligns with that? Um, it's really just I, I think for Beeline more than anything. I don't really question as much him adapting from a college game to pros, like from a 
X's and O's standpoint, but some of this, uh, just like the the framework of like winning over that locker room, and like that's, I feel like that is more than anything where a lot of these coach these college coaches do sort of fail. Yeah, I don't know. I just it, if you're the Cavs, I I you're getting a veteran presence. You've seen a lot. But as no NBA experience, it's a different style of game than in the in co- than college. Although college is getting closer, like they're trying to, they're even talking about moving the three the three point line back a little bit, which I think is interesting. Um, but it's still a very different style of game, and to bring in someone that I don't know, I would want someone that's. I cannot think of a. I, I cannot think of like a um, like. Why aren't they going after younger talent that has more, that has coached more at the NBA level? Like Juwan Howard, I would rather have them him on my team, no question. Like, cause at least he's been around NBA guys and been in an NBA organization. Jim B. Like he hasn't been. It just doesn't doesn't make sense to me. But maybe it'll pan out. Their roster is awful. So good luck with Kevin Love. Maybe they, he can turn him into a top ten guy. And uh, make him eat more and turn him back into Minnesota Kevin Love, and everything will be good. What if the what if the Knicks still try to trade for AD with the three, <laughs> and then the Pelicans rebuild around RJ and Zion? So my thing is though, what are they going to pair with that? What other they have to? How many future first round picks would they have to include? And what player like they could Just include one. Kevin Knox? they include Kevin Knox and another future first protected maybe I don't think that's enough I don't think that trumps Boston what Boston can put together Boston can put together a a couple first (laughs) some really good wings I was I don't think it's a very good package I mean yeah I'd rather take Zion Jason Tatum Rozier and whatever well, Rozier's a free agent. I know. But yeah. yeah, I know. I know that wouldn't technically work, Ultra. I I'm sorry. I'm just trying to. I don't want people going to the trade machine and then getting there and being like, "What the fuck? This I can't trade Terry." He lied to me. I can't trade. He lied Terry to me. Um, but he sacrificed so much. I want him on my. Team I mean, I'm sure the Knicks are going to be. Sacrifice. I'm. I'm sure the Knicks are going to be offering that the third overall pick for AD they would do that in a second pretty much anyone on their current roster the problem is if they're getting Kyrie and Kevin Durant yeah which I don't know I don't think they could I don't think they could trade for AD and sign those two guys but I don't think they have the cap space for it let's talk about the Um, conference finals dude do you I I just say this one more yeah I just if the Bulls actually pick at seven, <laughs> I'm going to punch someone in the what face. What are they going to get for that pick, though? I don't care. Get something next. Like just kick the can down the line. I don't need another pick. I just don't need to be sold on another draft pick, Ultra. I mean, fuck. This isn't even a deep draft. Fuck. It's going to be Cam Reddish, man. We're going to get Cam Reddish, and I'm going to be sold on that. Great. You have a 3 and D guy. Great. What's wrong with that? Nothing, but it's not. It's like just they're going to be turned into. Maybe Kobe White falls. That'd be fun. 
I would see Kobe White is the one, like, realized dude I would take there. And I'd be happy with. But I don't think he's going to go. I, I think I'd be happy if five. I get DeAndre Hunter. Like, those those guys are Yank all. Yanking DeAndre Hunter. You think he goes top five? He, yeah. I I would put more in him. Like, you got, I yeah. I don't know what that Vanderbilt kids does. I have not seen him at all. I won't really pretend like I know shit about him, but right. yeah, pecking order wise, I'm taking him. But I mean, fuck, man. <sighs> well, this is this now gives no reason. Now, I mean, the only thing, the only cost benefit here is it it leaves the window open that Zion can not getting Zion means guard packs can be fired. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. I was willing to, to. I know, but it it helps a lot more. It makes it so realistic. I was gonna have to basically that's sell also my soul. Jim Boylan being fired in the next few years too. Because if you would have had Zion, you would have won some games. Oh, but if Zion didn't want Jim Boylan, it would be over. I mean, no, but you can't come in as a rookie and do that. Me could. I just I don't see Zion doing. Brian got a coach fire. I'm scared. <laughs> His rookie year. <laughs> I think Paul Simon. Paul Simon was out there after one year. Well, kudos to Zion if you can make that happen. Zion can do anything, man. All right. Well, now that the lottery. Let's move on over, to real basketball. Yeah, now stuff. that the lottery's over, we can move on to. We already had Clegane Bowl last weekend. Now we got Curry Bowl. Tonight, starting tonight, yeah. um, Warriors uh, Trailblazers, which, you know... What everyone had. We, we did not get to cover the last couple of games of the Warriors Rockets. Game 7 Sunday. Uh, series and did not, haven't talked since uh, about the ending of the Blazers Nuggets series. The Nuggets were up 3-2. And lost two close games uh, against the Blazers. Uh, shout out to friend of the pod, Deuce. Had to see, witness Game 7 live, which I'm sure was fun, but it's a bummer that the Nuggets couldn't pull you it out. You know what's wild? I, uh, I took an Uber uh, maybe 30 minutes after the game, and my Uber driver was wearing a Serbian Nuggets hat, like a Serbian flag Nuggets hat, and was uh, like is friends with uh, Jokic's cousin. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was like three degrees separation from Jokic, if less. I don't really know how that works, but it was like was from Serbia. Like, so he was all watch. He was watching that and was watching tennis with. Uh, um. Oh, what's the? Why am I blanking on that now? Who's the really good tennis Serbian tennis player? Uh, Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic. There we go. Thank you. Not Joker. Not, Jokic, not exactly. Djokovic, not exactly tennis. I don't follow tennis very closely. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of funny. That's wild. Uh. Yeah, I, but, I uh, yeah Nuggets couldn't shoot at the the fourth quarter. Well, it was uh, a, I so I could not watch season seven. I was driving home on Mother's Day and was listening to it on the radio. And, season seven, jeez, game seven, Thing of Thrones. Uh, could not watch game seven because I was driving home from Mother's Day. I was listening to it on the radio though. Definitely, I am 
it's a game that if you if you have to listen to or if they're if the shooting is that poor it's not the worst thing in the world to not be able to watch and just have to listen to it i'll say that um but a lot of clankers you know no one like Evan turner cj mccollum it's gonna be the cj mccollum game he played out of his mind Jokic. Evan turner was great turner was great especially in the fourth quarter uh it seemed like every single possession it was either cj or evan turner and just about nothing from anyone else a few dame finally he did not have a good game and didn't have a particularly great fourth quarter but he had a couple of big shots down the stretch uh and the nuggets just couldn't you know they got a really bad jamal murray game and he was the story of that series when he played well they won when he did not play well they didn't and you were getting consistent play out of Jokic. They just couldn't get it uh, enough out of the rest of their guys. And it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen with them now. And um, I do feel like they have some options. Because they have a lot of talent on that roster. Uh, and Millsap, whether or not he's coming back, is the big question. But bummer. Uh, I, I thought they were going to be in the finals here against the Warriors. So surprised to see the Blazers there. I don't love their odds <laughs> going against the Warriors. But... Um, we will see. I I have the Warriors in five. I, I don't I don't see them putting out much of a fight here. I I picked the Blazers to lose to the Thunder. I picked the Blazers to lose to the Nuggets, which means that when it comes to the Warriors, I've got to finally admit that I just can't pick the Blazers. And we gotta go. We gotta double, triple down. We can't get in the bandwagon game. Ultra, be insincere of me. I also, have, I also have the Warriors in five. All right. Yeah, I mean, I gotta give. So, you know, KD got hurt. Prove me wrong again, Blazers. Be just do it again. I'm gladly admit I'm wrong once again. We talked last week about the KD injury. He's not ready. To, he's not playing tonight in game one. Uh, the Warriors won. You know, closed out game five without him, and Steph just went supernova in the second half of game six, and they won in Houston, which, like, credit to them for winning. Like, Clay played well. Steph went, after having an abysmal first half, was great in the second half, and they were just too much. I don't know what Houston does now. I told you, man. I I wasn't that surprised by it, man. There was something about Steph kind of, like, smirking and stuff after the KD injury. I think it's... It's at least giving the core dudes a little bit of a thing of just like, yeah, we did win 73 games without that dude. Like, we, he needed us more than we needed him. Yep. Um, so, I I mean, they could easily, like, I, I think they'll win this first game. Like, it just feels like, you know, we were talking earlier today, it just like feels like if they don't, it's, or if this, it's close, it's just, what? Should I bet this? Oh. Yeah. I mean, uh, go for it. All right. Do it. Do it. Your heart tells you. Um, I, uh, you know, I could just see the, the Warriors do some BS, and I, this is going to come out. And you know, one of the things we wanted to really hedge the lottery reaction more than our our series predictions. So we're sorry. You're not going to get our full game one breakdowns. Uh, going to give you a little preview of our thoughts before these games tipped off, but. Um, you know, I could see the Warriors, you know, mess around and have their their lackluster game one efforts, but um, it's one of those things, man. Yeah, I just there's 
you know, the, the Blazers have to have a lot of good go their way. And, you know, Rodney Hood is playing in this game, and he was great the last series, but there's you're going to need a three and four dudes in this on that team to really step up, which I just don't don't see that happening. I do look forward to Draymond Green uh, and Enos Cantor just getting into it with one another at some point. Um, but... You know, good for the Blazers overall, man. Like, shout out to them for getting this far. Um, and that's coming from a dude who had just zero confidence in them. And, uh, you know, I love Dame. Dame, Damian Lillard is one of my favorite basketball players for sure in this league. Like, I, he is so entertaining to watch, and I'm glad I continue to get to watch him. Um, hopefully he redeems himself. You know, he didn't have the greatest last series, but he still was, um, you know, really made an impact for the, the team. Um, you know, in a non-scoring ways and, and never, you know, I don't think you, you never like lost him like on the court, even though he wasn't scoring and, you know, CJ stepped up, but it's, yeah, there's not much I can convince myself of, of how they could do it. Nope. And then in the Eastern conference, uh, Bucks took care of business. They won five after we had our party last week. Yep. It was great. I've. It's gonna be real stressful. Here on forward, boys and girls. I mean, the, Ra- that the Raptors are gonna be tough. They match up pretty well against the Bucks. They're tough defensively, uh, and they tell you what Kawhi was did not have his stuff in Game Seven. It's a shame that the game that game had to end while what a crazy while Game of Thrones, Thrones was on. That really sucked. Like. I wish I had been watching that game rather than that Thrones episode. We're gonna get to that. This we're gonna get know, to that I know, next, I know. BJ. But I know. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was a hell of a game. It's an ugly game. Kawhi was could not what well, just did not have a good shooting night, but he really, really put it together down the stretch and had an unbelievable game winner over Joel at the end and it was you know they deserve to be going up against the Bucks. I just you know it seems like it feels like Bucks and six to me that's that's my prediction really I don't think I don't the the Raptors are tough but they're I just think they're gonna be a little tired after that last series the Bucks are gonna be well rested we talked last podcast about how much or how little their starters have really had to play up to this point and uh, I just think that it's it's Warriors Bucks for sure, which is all I, I want in this world. Um, but I do. I think it might be seven for him. I just I don't know. It just kind of looking at the comments and stuff too. That the like the Bucks have a ton of respect for the Raptors. I know Giannis does for Kawhi. I mean, and like really, it's. How the Raptors? Because I don't think there's anyone on the Bucks that's necessarily going to be able to stop Kawhi. Um, but I think they can do a pretty good job with everyone else on that team to stop. Um, but you know, I am interested to see. I I, I think like eventually it's going to end up being Siakam just going to be on. Uh, just going to be on Giannis and we'll, you'll see what happens. But, you know, there's some thought of, do you put, um, and Dave DeFore on Twitter, I saw had posed the question of like, do you put Marcus Saul on, 
uh, Giannis to start, you know, just game one, see if it works, see if, you know, just try something or because, you know, they're probably going to end up putting Brooke Lopez in the corner a lot and, and getting, try to draw, get Marcus all out of the paint um, as much as possible to free the lane for Giannis. Uh, but, you know, maybe you, that's, that's one way you slow down Giannis in some ways in the half court. Yeah. Just whenever you've seen big guys like that, like he just, he's a really good defender, obviously did a great job against Joel. Joel is not like Giannis is just so quick. Al Horford, the reason he was he has the size that at least to bother Giannis, but then he's also quick enough that he's not just going to fly by Al Horford when trying to get to the rim. I don't see I don't see Mark Soul being able to stop Giannis from doing anything. If if like in the post, sure, he can make his life tough, but if Giannis has the ball at the top of the key, what the hell is Mark Soul gonna do? I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I don't see that working. But yeah, dude. I mean, I what is what is your other option? I don't think if you put Kawhi on him, which we'll see it at times. But in general, I don't think we're gonna see it much because Kawhi is their He's offense, gotta... and you can't just have him working on Giannis every possession because. He's gonna be gassed by the end of the first quarter, right? Or and it's, foul trouble. And I mean, the other thing is that, like, that just—I mean—that does leave you up for Middleton to just feast at points. I mean, granted, maybe that's what. Obviously, anyone would say I would rather Chris Middleton try to beat us than Giannis, but. I don't think what the net is of Giannis, like you're what you're going to be able to diminish, would hurt if you have like a inferior defender on Chris Middleton to be able to get going. Right. Yep. So uh I'm uh you know within that series though too it's like it is gonna come down like the other thing I just am really encouraged by more with the Bucks. I do think seven like six wouldn't be uh impossible. Like if I think if the Bucks are able to win the first come out of that two O I could see the six, but um, you know the like. There by no means does Toronto have like a great home. Like, I just like don't really put much stock in Toronto at home, and I I just like as like a tough place for the Bucks to go and win. They've already shown they've been able to, you know, the uh, Boston series. The role players came up and stepped up to, uh, you know, and played well and like. Toronto's hasn't really this playoffs that much. No. I mean, it's been they've been bad. I mean, even at Spurts in the Philly series, like, they just haven't been good. So, like, yeah, I think a lot of things do play play into uh, in the Bucks' favor for sure. And like, they should be favored in the series um, with how they've played with just the matchup. Um, I'm bummed we don't get Joel versus Giannis. Um, that would have been tight for everyone, I think, from a you know fan perspective. But we'll take this. This is probably going to be the better basketball series. I think so. I think that um, – I think, honestly, I would have – I probably would have had the same prediction whether or not they were going against Philly or Toronto. I just – both those teams are good. They've got star power, but they don't have an answer for Giannis. And the Bucks are – They've been the most impressive team in the playoffs thus, thus far. Um, they haven't had the toughest matchups, but the Celtics are not, you know, by games 
four and five of that series, yeah, they didn't look very good. But they swept Indiana in the first round. They came in hot and won game one, and then the Bucks shut the door. And I thought that that was really impressive. And you know, honestly, if the Bucks if the Bucks won in five against Toronto, it wouldn't surprise me. Like I I do not think. Oh, I don't think that's if they did that. I would be I'd be. <laughs> gleefully happy but i i'm not yeah i mean i, I don't that think that's confident. gonna happen either but it wouldn't like i, said, I have too man, much respect for Kawhi to say that yeah i i don't know we'll see i got them and i've got bucks and six and then hopefully we're you know two weeks from now we're ta- talking about a uh, warriors and bucks finals but uh let's talk thrones peach so rough episode uh, spoiler alerts, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about whatever. So stop listening if you haven't watched the episode at this point, but it was tough, dude. Uh, just a numb, I was just numb, man. After about, after the, the bells, I was just numb, man. I'm just like, come on, we're really doing it this way. Fucking doing Cersei the way they did was bogus. I don't care. Um, just like what a you and I talked last week the problem with Cersei was they just didn't give her Zero they gave time. her no attention the last season and not much last season either and it just it's hard it kind of it didn't it wasn't as impactful as it should have been because you just the only thing that we've seen her do the entire season is talk about a baby or staring out a window and drink wine and or drink wine and that's it and we're not we didn't get to see her planning and strategizing with Euron or any of these things it was just her staring and waiting and then her and Jamie being together was that I was I thought that was cool to see that but ultimately them just being underneath the red keep and it collapsing that didn't blow me away. I wasn't really happy about that either. Uh, but the whole Danny thing, I've been struggling with this because you can't say they didn't foreshadow this. They have referenced. Well, they have alluded to this potentially happening since the first season. Uh, but she's always turned towards the good in the end, like always bounce back. And then for her to just like snap the way that she did, and I'm just gonna kill. I'm just going full, full torch mode on, and on King's Landing. I think it was out of character. I didn't think it made sense. Um, I struggle with it because you the argument the argument against it, like I said, is that like the hey they foreshadowed, foreshadowed this enough and she just became the they man. did not foreshadow I, I don't it I don't think that they did either, but regard even if they had. I don't know if I would be feeling. I think I would still feel pretty awful about the whole thing. Uh, part of it is just you wanted Danny to be good and she wasn't, and that sucks. And that is part of the show, so that I can come to terms with. But I don't think, to the degree in which she went off the deep end, I don't agree with it. It just didn't. At no point have they ever went that shown that she was capable of doing something like that. 
So it was a bummer. Uh, and Arya is probably gonna kill her next episode, and that's gonna be it. Nah, I don't know. I don't know if Arya's gonna get that off, but um, hopefully Sansa ends up. Hopefully, what ends up happening now is that yeah, either John and Arya together, or some yeah, Danny gets taken out. It's clearly John's claim, and John says I don't want it. Walks away, and or like names Sansa. It like the Sansa things in play at least. Um, but, like, my whole thing with this, and it's, like, it's just coming up more and more. It's just, like, you know, it's not going to change after next episode. Um, but it's, like, I don't have a problem with the story they're trying to tell. I just have a problem with how they're doing it. And, like, to do it in 13 episodes in this condensed format, it's just, like... It didn't work. wasn't the right way. They needed and, They I needed mean, 20 episodes over the last two seasons. Maybe more. I mean, you can make the argument even more to, like, really give me... Sell me on Danny to this point. Like, this being the climax of, like, oh, fuck, she's... Gonna, like, this should have been a big moment in, like... I don't necessarily even think the episode in and of itself would have been as bad if we had... Um, you know, more to go off of, you know, more to really sell us on this moment and see, like, that this might happen. Because um, you just can't turn a person that was beloved in six seasons and then, like, in two, in 13 episodes, like, make me, you know, believe she's able to just, like, burn millions, you know, thousands of innocent people just, like, because she's pissed off and, like, you know, crazy now. Um, I just, you're not gonna be able to sell me on that. Um, and like, we don't really, like, it's also, we didn't really get a full dynamic of like her and John's relationship enough to so like. That's where I really think we got shortchanged. Big time. Cause even, I think we got shortchanged in their, that. Yeah, for in sure. In their one conversation that they had in this episode, it was like, it just didn't. John and her having this conversation about. Their, how he feels about her and he's saying that he loves her and that she's her queen but never have we really gotten John's side of like how he feels about all of this and what he thinks should happen with Danny. It's like I know John is not the most intellectual person in the show but for him to not have a conversation about with anyone on screen that we can see like John like getting advice as to what to do like you, he would he not have gotten that from Arya and Sansa two episodes ago when he told them about that? Yeah, I believe he did. It's just you didn't even show us that, and that's right. just another reason why it's like we. It just the way I feel about the show now, and I don't. It maybe it will change after the finale next week, but I can't say for sure that if is like if. If I was asked, would you recommend this show to someone? I don't know if I would. It's not gonna change that. Oh, dude, I that's no, that's not. Show's a show. It's still good. It's like ends like this. Whatever. I mean, hey, whenever like, you talk yeah, about like no. Dexter, you're like, oh yeah, Dexter. Last it's two, not flaming last out like two Dexter. Suck. It's not flaming. They're just rushing. This is just a rush job. It's not like they were doing like. Um, I mean, they're screwing some of this up, man. Like, it is it is going to... The way you feel about the whole show is going to be different because of the last season. Like, the ending really matters. It really, really matters. That's all I'm getting at. For any show. 
I don't know. I mean, like, it's giving me enough moments. Like, I think, yeah, we'll look at the Battle of Winterfell, I think, is still going to be, like, a cool, cool moment, good episode. Like, I enjoyed that episode. I'm not going to, like, anything that is, like, going to change my feelings on that one. I mean, just all this other stuff, how they're wrapping some of this up is tough. And, like, I don't necessarily, like, even if you wanted to have Cersei go out that bullshit way, that's fine. But, like, me understand, like, why that is, like, more than how they did it. And just, like, strip Jamie's character development back all the way. And just, like, there's so much stuff where it's, like, uh, even if they wanted to end it and, like, this this episode was something they really wanted for this, like, I needed more to get me to the, the moment because to just kind of transport me in there like they did is it difficult and it doesn't doesn't give the characters, doesn't give the fan, like, no one, I just don't think anyone's gonna feel satisfied after that, and there's nothing they can do in, like, one last episode to really correct that a ton, to really make me feel, like, satisfied with the ending, but, I mean, it gave me enough big moments, there's so much in, like, the first five, six, you know, within those that, like, these last two being a little bit different, and a little bit, you know, underwhelming and rushed to a certain extent, it's, still good television overall and it's like not something you've ever seen before for a television show so yeah and i can uh, i can see that we judge this show differently than we do pretty much any other show because it's it's been appointment viewing tv since it started essentially especially ever since the red wedding i think that's when it's just really exploded into this own thing, like this own phenomena that I can't think of another show in our lifetime that has really been like this. Breaking Bad, I don't think ever got to this point. I can almost not almost, the same yeah, hype. Yeah, not the same. Not the same hype. I thought Lost was the closest thing, and like, I never recently. even got. I can't really. That was not something. I've never. I've never got into that show, so I. I can't really speak to that, but I don't know. It's I'm definitely bummed out, wondering how this thing is gonna end and how Danny's. I mean, the go. last episode was kind of. I mean, even four was like poorly paced and like had a couple, but like, yeah, man, it's just like it's. I I, I did keep kind of letting them say, all right, well, let's just see, let's just see, you know what, what that were could they be have been rushing towards. Um, and for this to be it, um, kind of a bummer. So like, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's supposed to be a bummer, but definitely a bummer. It did its job. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's just to get to that moment. You're like, oh, just so like, all right, this is all of it. Like, and it's just like, yeah, it just doesn't feel satisfying. Nope. It did not. One more to go, though. Uh, any shout-outs before we call today, man? Oh, I've, if you would like to talk about... Um, so this is doing a 180, but if we want to talk about Endgame, I did finally see that. Yeah, I do want to kind of... Yeah, let's spend a couple minutes on that. Because, yeah, what's what were your... So you did you cry? No, I did not. Wow. Did you? No, I was laughing at the people that were crying in the theater. No, nope, didn't cry. Thought it was really cool. 
like definitely gets you like hyped up especially at the end but i was you know not crying what did you think of the time travel component very part of it's very confusing think you could definitely point out some holes in some of that uh i think it was all very very dependent on this idea that whenever you would deviate from or do anything in the past that you're kind of creating a branch off of reality as opposed to altering existing reality but it still just doesn't i was talking with my brother after the movie had gotten done we were just hanging out outside the theater and was like you know when they went back and got all those infinity stones why didn't that just bring everyone back right away because <laughs> didn't they just prevent thanos from being able to get them and thus prevent him from snapping but that's yeah. not what happened. And no. I was like, that doesn't really, they tried to, doesn't really they tr- make sense. I mean, it kind of did. I like, just think their initial, like, it doesn't change your... It's basically, their, yeah, their explanation being like, you know, what you do in the past, it doesn't impact your future, like, your time. Like, it's still your um, timeline and stuff. Makes sense to me in, like, a... a, a way but to that like the only part was yeah like the being able to then go back in the past and then like put the stones back and all of that was kind of the the one piece um overall though man no i like it was like yeah, a really I, good i just chose up. not to really think about the time travel yeah that much. <laughs> i mean that's what i was like this i'm like you know what like i've, I've we've spent so much damn like i'm not gonna I was like get fine bogged down by fine. this that's fine did you like the kind of the um, the Cap moment where he's like Avengers Assemble? Did did you enjoy that more or the Thor um, as far as like battle scenes within these two movies? The Th- when Thor and Rocket and Groot land down in Wakanda. Uh, in in the last movie. The last two, yeah, between the two. I thought the fighting in was more captivating in the last movie. In general, uh, but to me, just I thought that the, I thought this movie was genuinely really funny, like really funny. So it, a lot of Thor Ragnarok tiebacks, like Fat Thor is one of my favorite things. Like, I'm very in support of that, and it was ridiculous, but I, I thought it worked. And then everything they did with the Hulk was funny too. Um, but I thought the fighting was better than the first one. It really just it really ramped up at the end. Like the last half an hour of this movie was just really the last forty five minutes was you know really hectic. But I don't know. I mean, it, all in all, I thought it was a a great great movie. I think you'd make an argument that Infinity War is better. Um, it just is less satisfying given how it ended. But I thought Endgame was awesome, and they did a really good job of tying everything together, and I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of like wanting like one or two more character deaths and some stuff, but I was, um, I was as well. That was just me like thrown. That was just being bloodthirsty, I guess. I don't know. Well, at least Thrones could quench that um, for you. What did you think of Fat Thor? Oh, Fat Thor was great. He was so good. It was. He was so funny in it. Also, Paul Rudd was incredibly funny in the movie. Oh yeah, and I had I hadn't seen Ant Man and the Wasp until 
I watched it right before we went, and so oh, did you? Okay, cool. So I, I was, was like, up to oh, speed no. there, so I didn't have any questions or like how the movie started and whatnot. But he thought I thought he was great. He's gonna be kind of a good fit to fill that um, sarcastic, funny type character that we spoiler alert no longer are gonna get with Tony Stark. Uh, so. Yeah, Fat Thor was like my one of my favorite parts of the of the movie for sure. But yeah, man, very good. I want. I'm excited to watch it again. I still need to see Captain Marvel, but it was good. Yeah, I did. That was my biggest. I'm glad you said that because that was my biggest. Issue it really just with. shouldn't have had her in the movie. <laughs> like she didn't really do anything. I didn't need her. Yeah, I, I, um, because I, I saw it before and kind of was like, okay, what's her impact? And not that I needed her, because I did like that. I mean, overall, it being like the core group was what I wanted. I, I think they did a great job with that. But to introduce her and for her to really just be like there to get Tony Stark back on Earth, being like her biggest impact, I was like, yeah, she was helpful in the fight scene, but like in between, you know, she's just disappearing and stuff. Like, and I would have liked at least like maybe her to help with and finish you know some like one kind of role in somewhere you know she helps with you know finding Thanos at the beginning but like she doesn't really have as much of a factor where like whether or not you know yeah her role is basically to get Tony Stark back so he can invent time travel is like how they just you know with with <laughs> Nick Cage being like signaling her to come back. Yeah, dude, I I don't know. It that was just a bummer. I just kind of was like, give me one something. I don't know if it was either save someone or just be have some sort of extra factor in there. So that was just yeah, kind of a bummer. That, but that left a little bit to be desired for sure but yeah so i mean but i guess it it also helps that people didn't see captain marvel before the movie since they were so close to one another like that they weren't missing out on a ton but that's true too how they built it i mean that movie was straight up like for the fans though i think i think it was i did enjoy i do think that was like uh you know if people were critical of that so what like i do think that was a cool moment for them to like kind of really reward the anyone that has seen all of these effing movies and everything they'll be like well here is some stuff for like you since you've committed like 10 years of your lives to like watching us and like do all this like this last one is for a lot of you like i i do give thrones a lot of shit for like fan service at points but like this is the kind of fan service of like no you just dedicated and like we'll give you guys some nuggets and some aspects of this like i mean and being a guy like i've watched all all the movies from this like i've you know watched some of the shield series and like just portions of stuff i mean there's just like little tidbits in all of this that i thought were really cool and enjoyable and like yeah i was really entertained by it um i thought the three hours went by super fast (laughs) as fast Um, as they could anyway no, oh, it was good. It streamed by it. Was, it was enjoyable. I I found the perfect moment to go to the bathroom within the first like hour. Um, 
it was yeah man i uh i, I give them i give them a, a, a two thumbs up just for being able to like have pulled it off the way they did right because as you've seen other sh- things like it's not easy but in a movie especially with all these characters all of this to like bring it all together in a succinct like satisfying uh ending and, and to give everyone their their time and just everything like it is a it was a huge undertaking and they they did it to to one degree or another like how you thought about each movie and stuff but like this kind of a thing like they delivered for sure i agree um any shout outs before we uh call today my friend do I have any shout outs? Hmm. I don't think I do. I guess shout out to everyone that's. Um, I guess shout out to my queen, Cersei. Sorry they took you out with rocks. Really sucks. Um, shout out to Tyrion probably dying from some bullshit next week. It's been a good run, my guy. Um, outside that, man, I don't think I have any. Do you have any? Nope, I don't think so. I um really I listened to uh, Shea Serrano came out with a podcast about John Wick, and I was listening to that. Oh, that and, would be the shout out, John Ultra Wick Three. It's coming out Friday, right? I will be in attendance in the theaters. Um. I'm glad you reminded me, Ultra, how fucking stupid of me. Yeah, before, I was making fun of how uh, I was openly laughing at people crying and the Avengers part. Um, And some people try to explain to me just, like, the weight of all this time and just, like, these moments of everyone coming together and all that stuff. But still, I, like, I think it's kind of wild to cry during a superhero movie. Um, But, you know... Each person expresses themselves differently. All that being said, I might cry during John Wick 3. <laughs> it's supposed to be so good. But it won't be, like, upset. I will just maybe be have every emotion pouring out of me to um, the nth degree. It might become my favorite movie franchise ever. Be behind only, Star Wars has never been in more of a hot seat than it is going into this this movie it's a big movie man it's supposed to be it's supposed to be great i am really indications are they did it they didn't fuck up i mean it could be the greatest i'm i watched uh i very badly want to rewatch one and two well i watched one last week for i think the i think outside of star wars movies might be the most rewatched movie i've ever watched in my life of just like times viewed I'm pretty confident I've watched it over 25 times now <laughs> since it came out. Um, two, I've not watched as many, but I'm trying to figure out if I can somehow watch the second one, which I might actually do while watching this Warriors game. I feel like because this I don't. Is I'm def- going to the Sox game on Thursday. Got, but I'm not. I can't watch over the. Giannis tomorrow, so I might try to do that tonight. Um, but it's uh, yeah, guys, it just just know it's I, I'm just but it like I might have every emotion just seeping out of me of just but all like happiness, like no sad. It's just gonna be like I didn't know I could love a movie. I didn't know I could love a like just a series this much. But 
Well, I'm excited. We'll have to talk about that next week. I'm going to try to see it, too. Or at the very least, you can give this me... This weekend? I'm going to try. Dude, but please see it this weekend. <laughs> will, please see it this weekend. I'll try. At the very least, please. you can give me the review, but I, I, I'll do my best, man. Please see it this weekend so we can review it on the next episode. It depends. If, if summer weather's coming up here, then i got to take advantage of that. If the weather's bad, then anything's on the table. No, just take take a do a matinee. Get in there real quick, man. Get out. All right. In and out real quick. I'll, I'll let you know. But thank you, everyone. Do it for our friendship. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening, though. We'll come out with another pod next week. Rate and review us if you like what we're doing. Uh, and... Um, Bummer for our teams tonight, man, but maybe next year we'll get the number one pick. Here's always next year. I don't want it anymore. I don't want it. I want it this year. Well, I'll take next year's. I couldn't even tell you his college prospect for next year. I can't either. Not going to be as good as I am. Take it easy, everyone.